Hi guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Man Boohoo Man's brand new podcast. I'm Josh Denzel and this week we sit down with former WBA lightweight world champion Anthony Crawler and we discuss his decision to eventually hang up his gloves, his long and successful career and of course that crazy burglary incident in Manchester. And thanks for coming through. Thanks for having us. Yeah, let's let's start from, from the beginning. Um, yes. What what inspired you to to get into boxing? What inspired us? It was I remember being around seven or eight and um my dad was an ex professional boxer. So it was he'd re- he'd long been retired, but he was just sort of keeping fit and there was um basically there was no one to mind me. <laughs> so I got dragged <laughs> along to the gym. But I um I was I was into like my sports, you know, yeah. doing cross country football, and my dad um, just took me with me, so I was dead happy to go anyway. But um, you know, being around the gym, you just sort of pick up little things. Yeah, you pick up little things, and um, and that was it. And I loved going. And then my dad would have a spare set of keys, and sometimes on a Sunday, he'd open up early, and some of the family would go, and my cousins there used yeah, to yeah. beat up all my cousins <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, I um. Then I worked for a few years and dad sort of work time. Yeah. Sort of um, hours they changed. And then just before I was 11, I knew you had to be 11 to fight. And um, I was a mad competitive kid. And just, yeah, it was about a month before my 11th birthday, my mom took me on the bus to, um, yeah, to the Fox ABC, which was in Ancoats at the time. And um, yeah, I was literally from the first session back when my mom took me. I'd had the basics anyway, what I picked yeah. up from my dad and sort of being in the gym a little bit then, even though I was just sort of left to do my own thing a lot of the time, you pick up sort of the basics and and that was it. Within a session or two, I was like, no, nah, this is, I know this is what I want to do. I was I was playing bits of football and stuff yeah. at the time. Like every but, kid's uh, got in the playground yeah, knocking about. Yeah. That's it. But I thought, no, nah, this is this is my sport. And yeah, I was, I was hooked from, from like literally day one, day two of, of training. That was it. So if there was, thankfully, there was no babysitters, otherwise there might not be an Andy. Yeah, that's it. It was that. Yeah, it was that simple, really. I um, if I would have had someone to look after me, yeah, I probably wouldn't have. I probably <laughs> wouldn't be boxing or boxed. Do you have like a a boxing hero? Was there someone who who you watched growing up and you I, were like, do you know what, that is who I want to emulate? Do you know what? When sort of, it's weird, really, because sort of, you're inspired by a few people, and. Be, my dad being an ex-professional fighter, I'd, I'd watch videos of old times and stuff like that, so it was all them. But as a young kid first going into the gym, there was a guy who was like, I oh, believe he. So say I was 11, he was probably 16, 17. Yeah, slightly older. And he was the, the lad who had stayed behind watching how we do things and I'd, I'd probably, end, I'd just watch everything he does and I'd try and copy it basically. Yeah. So, I mean, Lee, he actually turned professional and um, he had an handful of fights and he won't mind me saying he just didn't live the life. It was, yeah, yeah. it's mad like he, so as a kid, he was like my hero. He was like yeah. my hero, whereas he'd come watching all my fights. Wow, so he like kind of swept yeah, up, like swept full, around. Full circle sort of thing. And, um, but as a kid, he was my hero and sort of, I probably learned as well not to create <laughs> things alone. Do you know what I mean? He loves a night out and he always did, even when he was fighting. So he was probably my first boxing hero. Yeah. And he says he says to me, oh, you know, I always remember that. And I did, but he was just sort of the older kid who I'd look up to in the gym and I'd stay behind. I mean, all the other kids shut off. Sometimes yeah. I'd stay behind watching him and stuff and just, just try and copy him. But 
I'd say he was he was my first hero. I mean, there's been plenty of fighters yeah. who, you know, you admire and, you know, being a Manchester lad, Ricky Atten's like the obvious yeah. ones, you know, who, who comes to mind. Sort of what, I, and I was watching Ricky way before the arena days. Yeah. It's like, I was probably, again, I was probably a bit of an annoying kid at amateur shows. I'd be asking him stuff. And <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so I think, you know, he, for every every not even every Manchester, I think every British yeah. fighter wanted to be like Ricky Atten at some point. Yeah, it's two fighters who probably don't quite live the life <laughs> at all times. Yeah, after it, you know, they enjoyed themselves. Um, well, I think Lee did during it as well. But uh, yeah, Ricky, I think that's what everyone likes about Ricky. Yeah. He he was just one of the boys. He is one of the boys. Um, but boxing wise, no, I, I loved him. Like styles, I never tried to copy sort of stylistically like I did in the gym. But um, I never tried to, to fight like him. But it's just, you know, when you see a lad. Yeah, you've you got to remind you of yourself. Dream, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just a dream. Like I said, when at that arena, I, I was there, you know, saving up pocket money or a birthday yeah. present to be a ticket to go and set up a tier <laughs> to watch Ricky or something like that. So, yeah, when you see someone close to home do so well, you can't help but inspire you. 100%. Who, who's played, I guess, the most pivotal role in your career? Like, you know, it could be anyone from, yeah. from coaches to family to... It's, you know, yeah, there's a few. I can't just say one. I mean, my mom's always, my mom's always been really good, like, to us. Like I say, she went, when my dad was working, starting off, my mom would jump on the bus with me and, you know, as a young kid and that when I couldn't sort of get a lift to the gym. Um, Jimmy Lewis, he's like, he's 82 years old now and he's still in the amateur gym three times yeah. a week, helping, you know, coach the kids. Sort of other amateur coaches that I had. Um, and then I think as a professional, my coach, Joe Gallagher, he, he took me on when it looked like a lot of people had give up on me. They yeah. didn't think I was ever going to achieve a fraction of what I did. So... I owe, I'll be forever in debt to him, you know, for taking me on, putting the time in with me and seeing something in me that no one else really seen in me. So I've got to say him, and I think, well, you know, Joe Joe's a controversial guy at times, to say the <laughs> least. He's, um, I say it to him, he's like, he's hard work at times, but he always wanted the best for me. And um, so certainly as a professional, no, no one sort of comes close. In that, in that sense, like he, he turned my career around, turned my career around and turned me into the fighter that I became. What was the key? Like, how, how, what, what did he it's, see? What did you see in him? It was, do you know what it was? I, I knew Joe from, I, I first met him when, when I was like 12, 13 years old. I actually boxed one of his lads in school by championships. And um, he came up to me after it and he says, I beat, I beat his lad and um, he come up to me and says, you're a good kid, you. you'll you go all the way in these championships. And um, at shows, and I'd always speak to him, and I'd yeah. always, you know, his lads, he always produced good lads, so he's someone I always respected. And then, really, I didn't turn professional with Joe, where it's down to sort of get into his gym and stuff yeah. like that. But in the end, it worked out, I went there. And um, I remember him go, going there, and he was like, you've got, like, a Ferrari engine, which but you've got no gears. It was just no sort of method behind <laughs> yeah. the madness. I was training like a madman, but not smart. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was overdoing it. And um, 
he just got me believing in myself again. He got me believing in myself again. And like I said, there was that was at a time when it looked like my career was going nowhere. Mm. And he spent, you know, hours with me and obviously I was responding well to he knew what buttons to press with me. And it sort of I had that not fear of him, but have that uh, the fear of letting him down. Okay, and yeah, that's what huge, I've yeah, yeah I've um, and I think when you've got that you can't help but put 100% into everything. And I always try and do that in everything I do. But the fact that it was, listen, this man's giving his time. He's trying to turn my career around. I don't want to fail him. I don't want to fail him. And that, yeah, I'd say that was it, really. With that, you've, you've had some huge moments in your career. Yeah. From starting out for your, yeah. from, from your debut to Mad. fight, you know, to, to win the world title, to yeah. Lomachenko, to the MEN. Mad. Like, is there one that sticks out for you? One that sticks out, I always, I always say there's sort of, there's two in the sense that winning the world title is, is right. like the dream come true, the, the night when all the sacrifices is jumping on the bus with my mum, like, <laughs> walking, up, yeah, eyes, like, yeah. Walking over the estate at the time, like thinking, oh, I'm going to get jumped or whatever. <laughs> uh, to, you know, the sacrifices you make when you you want to be out with your mates, sort yeah. of doing stupid stuff as kids and stuff. Like that, yeah, like from that to all the nights you miss out on and sacrifices away from your family, not seeing your little boy, you know, that that night there's like a picture and so you can see it's, there's about a thousand emotions running yeah. through me all at once. So that'll forever be a night that sticks with me and, and defending my world title as well. They're the two nights that really stick with me and always will do, you know, being a Manchester lad, being introduced as a world champion after great Michael Buffer. Do you know what I mean? He's the coolest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the suavest man cool, in the business mate. for sure. And going out a world champion, it's they're just nights that they'll stay with me forever. Like, like funny things like after it, I remember coming out of a club like an after party about <laughs> half seven eight o'clock in the morning absolutely this is after you won the world title yeah, yeah yeah and then just like or defending it as well like and being on the radio and on yeah. sky half an hour later and I'm like, get some coffee <laughs> down there well good times yeah. you know what i mean get good you times really enjoy it. yeah it's like just like nights like that just like the chipping here was like everyone's always there on a sunday and it's funny it'll be packed out and Everyone's rough from the night before yeah. after a fight and they walk in and they'll be like, oh, it's because of you, I feel like this. And, nah, <laughs> Take they're some good. of the blame. Yeah, they're good nights. They're good yeah. nights. But they're the two nights that stick with me. How, how different is your mentality going into both those fights? Because they're both important. Yeah, but nah. one, one, you're a challenger and one, you're the champion. Same mentality. Walked in, walked in defending the world title with the same, with, with that challenger's mm. mentality. And I think that's important. You can't, the moment that hunger the moment that hunger leaves you is you know it's it's time to not be in that sport no more. Like I believe my hunger sort of stayed with me right till the very end. But now, now when I think back, yeah, when I think back, certainly sort of over the last the the last fight anyway, it it had left me a bit. Mm. It had left me a bit, and it's for the first time that I'm saying that. Like I trained very hard, but there was there was bits where I remember working. I seen you down there, you know, for the Lomachenko Campbell yeah, yeah. fight. I was working all week um, on Sky, part of the part of the team. I remember um, I'd already like agreed to to the fight <laughs> in um, in Manchester. But I remember thinking I was watching it, and I was just I was loving being there. But yeah. I was like, 
don't know if this is for me no more yeah. for the first time. Well, when, you, when you were kind of watching I was watching the Campbell fights. and you were like... No, no, not, not even that. Just, just in Like, because the... I was made up to be there, but just fights earlier on in yeah. the card and I was like, I don't know if this is for me yeah. no more. And it was hard to take, really. It was yeah. hard to take, like, I've done it for 13 years and it just dawned on me. And yeah, it was. But you'd it already was, agreed. To, you'd already agreed to the fight, man. Mate, what had happened? So I've got. <laughs> Jesus. I'd, I'd flew. I'd flew to B four. That's a bad start, by the way. Days. I can't lie. Mate, mate, it gets worse. So you know, you haven't. I've, I've had like just one or two drinks. Yeah, one or two. And, yeah, and on the plane. No, I've only just landed. So one or a few drinks. The plane landed. Turned my phone on. Got the message from Eddie Earn. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester November the second with the eyes emoji and I was like yeah yeah I'm <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah after a couple of wines yeah, yeah that's it I'm like yeah you know I'm good I'm good for that I'm good for that and then that was it I didn't really think so anyway later that day it sort of dawned on me what I'd signed up for <laughs> but you drink it away and yeah. it was a few days later and then what it was sort of almost like you've been a beef aren't you of course yeah, and yeah. do you know that I was calling it the Burger King of definite. There's some oh corpses there. Yeah, some yeah, corpses yeah. I've there. seen some sights. Yeah, so like the last sort of day or two was was pretty chill. So I wasn't even rough. However, you know, you're seeing all these people outside Burger King. You've probably not slept for days or had a meal for days. <laughs> and then it was almost like, you idiot, you signed up to fight a few days ago. <laughs> and that's what it really dawned on me Start then. Start kicking yourself. Yeah, but I was like, you know, I was, I always said if you had, you know, one more fight, be mm. in Manchester. Um, and I was still sort of confused. Do I want, you know, do I want to do it? Or not? But I'd signed up to it, so yes, that yeah, was yeah, it. And you know, fighting. Eddie, like, he ain't gonna yeah, let you off that one. I was, I was fighting, and um, yeah, it was just a matter of right, go home, sort me head out, and it's day one. Yeah, day one of a uh, day one of camp for the last time. Is it? I guess it must be like it's the end of an era, right? Like you're, yeah. You're there, like how, how do you motivate yourself? when you think, right, there's, there's nothing after this. What? That, that was it. And do you know what? I underestimated that. I underestimated it badly. And um, even like, I got introduced as for the last time. Yeah. And it was weird. And I didn't think it bothered me whatsoever. I thought, you know, I'm experienced enough, mature enough to sort of switch off emotions. And I was like, you know, if I get emotional, I'll go in the back and I'll get emotional. I'll go back to my hotel if I need yeah. to have a cry, whatever, but I'll be fine. And um, I had like a really good camp and stuff like that, but all week, you know, you're getting asked the same question mm. and I'm just, it's just autopilot. I'm like, yeah. no, you know, I'll I'll be fine. I can worry about it. after I've got to stay professional. I can't fight on emotions and that. And then it was like in the fight itself, I boxed, I boxed terrible. I know I got the win and like I said, I thought I deserved the win, but I made such hard work of it. And yeah. that's in no disrespect to my opponent, but um, I should have, like, I honestly believe we could, I could go and fight now and I'd make yeah. much easier work of it. But it was just, it was almost like, you know, you walked out, got this great reception and, you know, you get introduced like that. And it was almost, I remember looking across the ring, waiting for the bell to go and thinking, shit, I've still got a job to do here. Yeah, yeah. I've still got a fight. It's almost like, yeah, it's not a party. And that was it. Yeah, that, yeah, it had that whole party thing, like that, you know, end of an era, like sort of, final dance but it was the last dance and I was sort of I've still got a job to do I've got a guy who you know wants to he's take game, my head yeah. off yeah he's game he's there to he's there to win and I remember sitting down on, on my stool I think it was end of round three and just thinking I just want this over with <laughs> I just want this over with it was um, and obviously I had to 
to finish strong the last few rounds to win the fight. So I've shown a bit of character, but other than that, and it was, it was like for the first time, and thankfully it was the first time because it was the last fight. I was like, this isn't, this, this isn't me mean. no more. This isn't me no more. And I've always, you know, just like I've, I've always had that heart, and I've, you know, if it, if I need sort of, I'll leave absolutely everything in there. But that kind of mentality, I've never had that in my life, yeah. so I knew it was, I knew it was time. Your family come to watch your fights, especially yeah. your nan. Yeah, nah, no, my nan, no, she come to the weigh-in. The weigh-in. She, she don't like, she don't like boxing. My Expl nana. Explain that. How did that? So your dad's, your dad's, <laughs> a, yeah. was a professional fighter. Your mum used to take you to the gym. Yeah, my but mom, your nan doesn't want to. Yeah. Dad not want to watch you fight. Honestly, my mum won't. Like my mum used to come earlier on in my career, but I knew this was getting worse and worse. Like, and I think as the bigger nights come, yeah. It went from a being nervous fight day to she'd always run out when I'd like fight. And then it just got too bad to the point where fight week, she started getting nervous. So <laughs> she'd come watch me weigh in, that was it. But uh, my nana, yeah, she'd never ever anything boxing related. And the last fight, the weigh in, she was there and I was like, oh, nana, you know, yeah, like, yeah, first. <laughs> oh, it's really good, Anthony. All these people have come out to see you. <laughs> She's surprised like, that you're so popular. Yeah, yeah, she didn't know. And she was like, it's good that they've all come out to watch you get on the scales and like, yeah. So, but me, um, I'm on like my nana's wall of fame. Like yeah. my nana, like she's got pictures of all her grandchildren and children and a few boxing pictures. But for years, like, I mean, I'm going, oh, you're gonna, are you going to knock it on the head now? Are you going to knock it on the head? <laughs> so um, I'm sure like she was, she was happy. Yeah. And, and I think my mom, my mum is as well. My mum was a mad boxing fan. Like, really? Oh, mate, honestly, she'll, she'll record all, like, the American shows, get up what? in the morning, don't tell me I'm watching it. And, oh, no, mate, honest. And uh, sometimes, like, even set her alarm. <laughs> My the 4 a.m. She'll like, never, ever watch walks, me. Yeah. Never, yeah, never honestly, watch you. Never, ever watch me, like, after the first few years. And, yeah, she'd, uh, she'd just wait at home. My little boy and wait for the phone call just to let me know, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. She like watch it the day after or something, but she'd never ever watch me. It's uh, it was too much for her. <laughs> you you had some tough battles in the ring, but obviously yeah. outside the ring, I think you probably face your, your your toughest battle. Yeah. Can you tell us like a little bit about kind of what happened with that kind of robbery incident? Yeah, it's I mean the story like say was well documented, wasn't it? I like I I pulled up so I was, it was four weeks I think or so before my first world title fight and the alarm's going off next door. So you're away, at home. No, I'm, I'm pulling up outside yeah. my house and next door's alarm's going off and straight away you're thinking, oh, I'll turn that off. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, whatever. Anyway, I I'm phoned sorry. him. Yeah, I phoned him and um, I said, Craig said, your alarm's going off here, mate. I don't think um, anyone's in. And he says, oh, he says, Mrs. has just gone gym. I'll tell to turn around. So, um, and I, don't ask me why. And I says, oh, I said, just check no one's in, like joking. I said, yeah. I checked no one's in. Um, they were saving up for a wedding at the time. So anyway, I put my gym back in. It's still going off. And I went over to the my back garden, stood up looking over the fence. And I'm thinking, is, someone, is that a shadow? Or yeah. I've got a torch on my phone. Next thing, someone pops a red out. And you know when you're in shock, aren't yeah. you? And sort of probably in a bit of a different way of get out. Like I was, you know, you're in shock, aren't you? So I've ran from, like scream, get out. And I've, I've ran through. My house sort of to catch to catch him on the way around and there's I see him at the end of the street and there's two. 
there's two there, so I've took Chase. I've just been given the night off. Running Joe Gallagher give me the night off the track. <laughs> so you'll be alright. I'll get back on you. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just get something anyway. And anyway, I'm. They must have thought I was a madman, an absolute lunatic. So I'm. I'm chasing. I'm going. Listen, I want to catch you. You know, <laughs> you might as well stop. You're not getting away from me. And uh, and you at this point you're pretty fit. Oh mate, yeah, I'm fine. I'm four weeks out and I'm sprinting and I'm catching. And I'm going. Look, I'm, I'm catching you now. And they're just thinking, get this lunatic away from me. But anyway, he cornered them in. And um, I couldn't walk back with two people under me. Yeah. So I've just, I've, as I said, I thought one of them said, you got, there's one there in the corner. And then, so we started climbing the fence and bit of bad luck. There's um, a concrete slab that's loose and next thing it gets through down on my head. And um, yeah, I um, fractured skull, broken ankle. Your world title sort of dreams are, I don't know about on hold. They're yeah, I mean, that was... they're diminished, aren't they? It's uh, but I remember at the time I wasn't knocked out or nothing like that. I, I jumped up to try and catch him, but he was already halfway well, so you, over. You've been hit, and then yeah. and then so you're you're thinking that. Uh, I was then, dead, yeah. but I knew the moment I got hit, I was like, that he's right. not just hit me. I knew I knew something in my head. Like when I went back to my house, like. I got like my missus and, and the next door neighbour to me and I was like, what happened? I'm covered in blood and I'm limping. I couldn't put any weight on my ankle. And I was, I was just fuming that they'd got away because yeah. I'd, I'd half sort of caught me. It was, yeah. time, but it was already halfway over. I couldn't put any weight on my, my ankle. And um, you you just like, you sort of, pfft. all I was thinking about this time is, is the fight. It's not yeah, you're back, but I knew, I was like, nah, they put a brick or something over my head or a slab. I, I knew straight away. And, um, Anyway, I found out the day later, so it was, it was a concrete slab. <laughs> but um, as I was waiting in the house, I'm just, I'm talking ridiculous. One of my best mates come round to buy tickets for the fight. He'd come up, pick tickets up, and he was like... He must have come in for a proper sight. He oh, must have been, mate, what the hell's going on? He's going, what the, what's going on? And he's, he's going... I remember him saying something along the lines of, I'm needing these now, and I'm going... <laughs> I'm going... Of course you will. I'm going. I'm there, like the head split wide open. Oh, Jesus. I'm going. Oh, you know it's right. The, the head guard will cover that. I'll just have to not spar for a, a week. Um, he's going. Well, you can't even stand up. And I'm going. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I'll just I'll swim instead of running. I'll. Like, I any just, excuse. Oh, mate, it's mental. And everyone around. Yeah. Knew it, but I probably just didn't have the art to tell yeah. me. Yeah. But I'm thinking all crazy. And anyway, when I got to the hospital, I got up to the hospital. My uncle took me because the ambulance was taking ages. And um, a bit later on, the, the doctor, he come into me, like they rushed me through and that, and he, he come into me and he says, oh, he says, you're um, he says you're the boxer, aren't you? He said, yeah, I said, I'm, you know, fighting for my first world title in four weeks or so, and just, I'm still thinking at this yeah. point for a fight. And um, he goes to me, he goes, yeah, that, that won't be happening. And I'm just like looking at him, he's going, you know, you've got a fractured skull, your ankle's broken a few places. And that felt like the end of the world to me there. And then I'm, you know, not long been in the house. You've got bills to pay. And I'm just thinking, what am I going to do? Boxing's mm. all to no. I, um, I mean, I didn't do too bad at school, but I didn't listen the way I should. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, what am I going to do with myself? And so you thought your career was over at that point? Yeah, yeah, pretty much so. And it was, I remember being in the hospital bed. And the next thing, through the night, it's it, it'd come up on the local news. And I woke up like an hour or so late, an hour or two later. And then 
I turned something and I thought, no, I can't keep listening to this because then I'd gone on to Sky Sports News. So I turned it over and BBC, it was mad. I, it was on BBC and I thought, yeah, what the how hell? strong is this stuff they've given me? Yeah. <laughs> and I flicked it over, then it's on like GMTV and yeah. I've got, it was like my head was just, I couldn't get my head around it, but then, yeah, I was just, I was laying in bed sort of, I would say feeling sorry for myself, but just thinking, you know, what do what I do now? Been, yeah. What do I do now in my life? I'm not going to box again. And, but then sort of not long after that, I remember thinking if I get a second chance, I'll make sure that I give absolutely everything to take it. What was, what, was, what, the, what was the moment that changed for you when you went from thinking boxing's over to hang on a minute, I've got a second shot here? Hey, honestly, honestly, it sounds, I was going into to theatre, um, there's a knob on my ankle, and I always remember it. There's a guy there, and I know he's no longer with us because, you know, I went down, I was getting through, and um, there's a guy, an older guy, and he won't, he won't get in any better. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I was there, and I was looking at him, and you know, when you're thinking, you, I think I'm feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Here. That's probably someone's dad, granddad. Yeah. And he, he gave me, like, he sort of managed to say, sort of, you know, give me the thumbs up, and I just thought, I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself yeah. here. I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself. Things could be so much worse. And it was from that moment, like you say, it was just a new positive thinking was a big part of it. And from waking up, even though it was before the got put to sleep, I woke up, I remembered it always stuck with me. And I thought, nah, and that's what I was saying. I thought, I've got to get medically cleared to fight yeah. again. But if I do, I'm going to do everything I can to to get where I could. And, and that is a moment that stuck me for, I remember seeing him and just thinking, it's, you know, he's he's not got much longer here. Yeah. Just God bless him. And, you know, he still managed that. So it was one of them, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And that was it. Give you a little extra boost. Yeah, totally. Totally, man. So in this part of the podcast, usually we talk about kind of what's coming in people's careers, yeah. etc. But I guess yeah. for you, you've recently retired. Yes. But now, you know, people are writing books about your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've um, for the past few weeks or since retiring, I'm just trying to, to set things up now, I think straight from here, I'm going to buy a load of equipment for, um, I'm gonna start working with the schools. Nice. And um, starting with my old school, and um, I don't like seeing the naughty kids, but <laughs> the, the kids, they are naughty kids, but the kids who are at risk of exclusion. Yeah. Um, the ones who got start, yeah, yeah. too much energy. Yeah, and um, a few hours a week, you know, with them. And, and listen, it's something I've always wanted to do. I'm not just trying to sound like a good guy, and this because there is a wage in it, but, it's something I've always wanted to get involved in. Um, so I'll be doing that. There's a few professional fighters I'm training myself. And um, I just want to spend time with my amateur gym. Like I say, I've got my old gym. I got it for my amateur gym, really, because yeah. they would have been left without a place to live. And it's proper rewarding, you know, when you see some of the kids come in there. And it was like around six months ago, we was mad busy, really. And we ate turning kids away, but we just couldn't take any more on. And we took, we said this one lad can come because he's more a family friend. And yeah. They were saying it's, you know, he's just, he's just very within himself. He don't talk to us. We're worried about him. And um, within six months, he's having his first fight for us. Wow. He's like, he walked in the gym all timid and that now he walks in, <laughs> chest out, he's that, having yeah. a crap with the lads. I remember his, his mum and dad was saying to us, you know, we'll never be able to thank you enough. You don't understand what he yeah. said. School of phones just said he's a different kid and... For me, that's like him winning his world title, no matter yeah. if he can fight as well, so he'll do well, but that's, for me, that's his world title. And so I spend a lot of time with that. And 
Yeah, I um, I just, you know, I've got, I've been busy. I've been really yeah. busy. I'm involved with a fitness app, Mastered Fit, with, um, with some of the guys down at Boohoo will know about. So I want to get more involved in that. So I'll, I'll be very, very busy, mate. Yeah. But it's, um, I was worried sort of for the first, you know, before the time, I'm thinking, what am I going to do with my yeah, time? Yeah, exactly. But never, it's never that now. How, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit about that like, kind of the hunger going slightly. Yeah. How difficult was it, like the choice that you made to hang up your gloves at that time? Nah, it, it's something I'd been thinking about and you've seen it yourself lately in boxing. There's, it's happened far too much lately. It's, yeah. it's, it's a dangerous sport, Josh, and as you know, and I've seen people close to me do you know how it's affected them and speech slurred and yeah. they just, you know, the, the saying puncher, the phrase punching. And I thought, I don't want to be that. I think my marbles are still there. People yeah, might disagree. I mean, you see, you see, yeah. you see all there. I've had a lot of hard fights and it was just like this sport. I always say the thing, you know, I don't want boxing to take more from me than I took from boxing. Yeah. And, and I believe I'm one of the lucky ones, you know, which has been good to me. It's made life a little bit easier for me, my family, or a lot easier for me and my family. But you're else everything, and and I believe I could have hung around trying to, you know, get other big fights. But it would have just been for money, and yeah. it's it's not the right it's not the right attitude. And like I said, I've seen it with with people close to me, and I, I don't I don't want to be that guy. Don't want to be that guy. So I knew now is the time. I've just turned thirty three, and it was like now that's I've had thirteen great years. Absolute roller coaster. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not it's not been like it's nah, not been like this. It's been <laughs> it's been mad twists, turns, yeah. and um, I won't change any of it. Even the times when I thought, you know what, I just like I said, it felt like the end, and I lost on like shows, and no one gave me a chance of coming back. There was lessons, there's life lessons. You see who who your real friends are mm. and stuff like that, and who's there for the long run, who's not. So yeah, it's, it's been some career. Spoken about your career now, I want to see how kind of your career translate into your your lifestyle. Yeah. So like in terms of that training, yeah, you still keep fit. Yeah. Well, it's only been a few weeks. So I've had I had yeah, a right. break, but I'm always doing little bits. Like I say yeah. I'm training, and I want to be a bit of an example yeah. to the kids, and I'm competitive. I want to, I want to walk into the gym with the Smith brothers, Cam yeah. Johnson, the rest of the boys. And I want to like, I still want to be beating them at stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's an ego thing, I don't know. But uh, I will look after myself. Yeah, I will look after myself. I, um, most you know yourself, a lot of boxers are very greedy. I'm one of them. And um, I just like to say after him, um, I'm sure I'll be on the January diet like everyone else. Yeah, unfortunately. Have you got any kind of weird training things that you do? Any, or pre-fight, I guess. Pre Have you got any strange... How do you go, like superstitions? Nah, I've, do you know what? I've not got a superstition. I remember every way in, I had to have a new pair of boxer shorts. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're on Sky I'm on Sports. Stage, so now it's HD 4K, yeah. you're even trouble. I won't wear grey ones. That's, that's yeah. always smart not to wear grey. But yeah, so I'd always have to wear, I'd always have to buy a new pair yeah. of boxer shorts, fight week. I don't know if that was a superstition, yeah. but I had to go in the same shop, get the boxer shorts every time. And that was, um, I don't know if it was a superstition. And then before the fight, I'd always say a prayer. And it won't, again, I don't know if it's a superstition. It's not to try and sound like a good guy, but I wouldn't pray that I'd win or anything like that. I'd just pray that we both come out safe. Mm. And that was it. That was it. And, you know, that that was me only two superstitions, really. 
new boxes and a new prayer. New boxes and a prayer, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Sounds like what you need after a bad curry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably most, uh, yeah, most lads prayer on the night out. Yeah, it? exactly. Uh, now, obviously, you, you've retired now. You're taking a backseat yeah. from boxing. Uh, is there anything that you do now that you couldn't when you were boxing? Like any sacrifice I, that you had to make? I can, you know, I'm a big red, don't you? Sort of watching the boys. So if, if I fancy a pint or a little drink kind of match, I can do that now where I couldn't really do it otherwise. But I was, um, I was saying before, I had a heavy night out before Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah. And mate, I'm going over, I'm in the back of my mate's car going to Sheffield yeah. in the over that woodhead pass, feeling every bump and just thinking, oh, get me doing, out mate? of here. So I've not really missed that too much, but yeah, just little things, a bit, a yeah. bit more relaxed, relaxed on the diet. Um, yeah, that's sort of stuff like, yeah, just lifestyle. You don't have to be strict. Yeah. You don't have to be strict, but that's about it really. What What are some of the biggest sacrifices that you had to kind of put you on yourself yeah. when you were boxing? I think wanting to spend more time with my little boy. Yeah. It's, um, I was listening, there's, there's fighters who take themselves completely away from the family, so I can't moan too much, but yeah. there's still a lot of stuff that I missed out on. But I always tried to make time for him, and now I'll I'll do that more than ever. Like, it's it sounds sort of a bit cheesy, but he's mad into his football, and yeah. going to watch him play football on a Sunday morning or a Saturday, it's just, that's like the joy I get out of it. It's, it's massive, it's massive. But... Yeah, no, that's the sacrifices like that and sort of, yeah, there's nights out, but there's always going to be nights course, out, you know really. that. So other than that, our lads' holidays, like, you know what I've had they're to miss. Ones. But yeah, that, mate, they are the they're, ones. When, you, when, you've got, so, when you're in camp and they're sat there posting mate, pictures and videos. I from remember, it. honestly, I remember years ago I was in camp, it was like a few weeks before my fight. I don't know it was like the Frotch Grove's Bill or something like that. And I was, I was waking up at like five o'clock to go swimming and my mates are in... Vegas at a nighttime swim, oh. and I just thought, nah, I hope he's had the worst night ever. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> Usually going to a night swim, and I'm going to the, the, the gym now to do, um, to do lems. Oh, that's a horrible scene. But yeah, stuff like that, missed. Well, um, <laughs> I, I won't miss. Yeah, exactly. Is, is there anything you miss about boxing? Yeah, I think, you know, sort of, but I'll, I'll still pop in a bit, but sort of you know like everyday sort of gym sort of banter being yeah, with the lads, with the that's boys, what you man. miss with, with the boys but i'm close with them anyway so i won't miss that much but also you know you think you won't miss things but that i know that i'm never going to get the high again of walking out in front of the manchester arena you know people singing your name for those nights those the adrenaline and stuff like that i say it all the time but I just can't imagine any drink or drug or give you that high. Yeah. So I'm never going to have that again. I just, and that's what I think, that's why I think so many fighters struggle to let it go. And I think that, like with Ricky, you've got to imagine. That was 20,000 people in Vegas. Screaming and... your name, all those people in Vegas just thinking, I'm, I'm never going to get that high again. And yeah. So I've got to try and find the best I can that high in other ways, yeah. you know, sensible. And yeah, that's the thing I miss most is, is fight night and, yeah, those those nights. You begin to your music. Yeah, I'm 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 easy like me. Literally yeah. anything, like almost anything. What's what's anything. what's on what's on your pre-flight pre playlist? playlist? Yeah, go and hit me. It's got, in... Yeah, it's um, it's got to be a bit of Jay Z. I think oh, turn a bit it's... gangster rap in the change. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, you like change the mentality. Yeah, changes yeah, change you. Mentality, but... Become a million dollar. <laughs> I like yeah. I get 
very random, but I get mixed up between that, a bit of Oasis. <laughs> what, um, what kind I of a know, change is that? Mate, I know, I know, <laughs> but I'm, like I said, I'm anything like, yeah. you know, I just, um, I'm easy like that, but it's just, if you're coming out of gym, mate, honestly, you could have, you could have a bit of Jay-Z on, you could have a bit of grime, you could have a bit of Motown, mate, it's yeah. that random, it's that random, it just depends on the day. But um, I'm just, like you say, I'm just um, a very sort of, very easy me, but yeah, that's sort of me. That's up before it, the um, a bit of Jay Z, a bit of Jay Z in the changing rooms always yeah. got me going. So, if you could think of one like fantasy boxing matchup yeah. that you'd love to watch, could be yeah. you know, from history, from present boxing, yes, who would you put together in a ring? Sugar Ray Leonard, Floyd Mayweather, that would be my fantasy matchup. I've, I've met, I've met both, unfortunately, to meet both, but Sugar Ray Leonard, he was like. I mean, I mean, Mayweather was 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 sound as well, but you know when they say about never meeting your idols, yeah. Like, he was Sugar Ray Leonard was just a good guy and yeah, really nice guy. I think he would have won. I think, you think he would have won? Yeah, yeah, I think he. Uh, it was more of a, a finisher than Floyd. A bit more fan friendly, but I, I think that you know he was just he was a superstar back in the day, and it was just it was great to listen to. You know when someone. You have it a few times, don't you? You know when someone's speaking, you Andre Ward, you spoke to Andre yeah. Ward. I don't know about you, he speaks and I just want to listen. Yeah, 100%. I just want he to just, listen. Yeah, and... there's just gems and nuggets. Oh, and, yeah. mate, like I remember the, and I couldn't do it, like I remember the, um, I hardly ever asked for a photo, yeah. but I couldn't do it this day because I remember it was before, it was a fighters meeting before yeah. I fought Lomachenko and I thought, I don't want him to think that. <laughs> I badly wanted a picture, badly wanted a picture, but I didn't want him to think. Ah, he's a, he's all starry yeah, yeah. like that. But you know when someone speaks, that's that's what it's like. And Sugar Ray Leonard was the same. And I think what he done as a fighter, sort of, yeah, he he done it all, didn't he? But that'd be my fantasy matchup. Sugar Ray Leonard. And you Floyd think Sugar Ray Leonard would win? Would yeah. beat Floyd? I think he beats Floyd. Yeah. I don't I do. know. I don't know. Different generations. Of course, maybe. that's it. Different, and that's what I think people. See, now it's more about being an athlete, isn't yeah. it, and stuff, and you see. The way sort sort of heavyweights back in the day, like you see Rocky Mike, Rocky Mike, I don't want to be an heavyweight now yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. You know, and you compare him to your likes, your Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, giants. Far and too small, yeah. Yeah. If you weren't a boxer, yeah, and you could do one job, what would it be? Like I could do that job. You could do. You could oh. do anything you want. Oh mate, I'd, I'd be um, I'd be sent a mid. I'd be sent a mid at Old Trafford, mate, <laughs> without a doubt. Without Just start a doubt. small, yeah. Yeah, start small, <laughs> mate. That'd be my dream, mate. It's um, like I say, I'm there all the time, season ticket holder, but just be one of the boys. If on a more realistic thing, it sounded I always wanted to um, coming out of school, either want to be a PE teacher or a fireman, and not just for the girls, like <laughs> yeah, 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 to be yeah, a fireman yeah, or a yeah. PE teacher. Fireman or PE teacher? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're both dangerous jobs. <laughs> yes, mate. I know PE teacher probably more, but yeah, no, they was my two sort of jobs yeah. when I was at school. Being realistic, I thought, yeah. I want to be a boxer, but if not, that'll be my fallback. We spoke a bit about football, and you wanted to play centre mid, but yeah. what? You're a big United fan. Yeah. Which United player would make the best boxer? God, good shout. Currently. Currently. So otherwise, you can't have Roy Keane. He'd be knocking everyone. Yeah, mate. No, I always said last season, so I always thought Valencia would be good. Um, but now recently, do you know whose who's attitude I like? McTominay. Yeah, I like McTominay. He's uh, hungry. He's got it hungry. That grit. That's so all. I think now it's 
yeah, going going through him, I think I'd, I think I'd say Scott McTominay. If I could train yeah. training now as well, I think Scott would be me. Um, he'd be my fighter. I reckon. I reckon he's gonna hear this. We'll get him in the gym. I say, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, get him in the gym. A bit of pad work, and we'll see. We'll see if uh, <laughs> if he backs it up. If he can back it up, but I think no. I like his attitude. I like his attitude as a player, young lad. He's got that fight, and no, I think um, he's going to be a superstar for us. This is the Boo Man podcast. So yeah. it's only right that we talk about fashion, of course. Right, you always. I mean, every time I see you, you're always suave. But how would you describe Thank your? Thank you, mate. I don't, I don't. Do you know me? I. Um, I'm a bit of a sucker for a twin set. Yeah. I um yeah, the wardrobe's full of them, both in the summer and winter. But um yeah, I think me, I, honestly, I can't decide whether I want to be um full road man in a tracksuit <laughs> or um put a pro on a tux or something yeah. like that. But it's gotta be different. Like I'm not like screaming for attention, but I can't just wear a standard, you know. Not a usual black tie, no. Nah, it's gotta be um either velvet with pattern. Pat and Velvet or something like that. Oh, it's got to be something different. Like on Friday night, I was at Ronald McDonald Charity and it was a, it was a camo, not camo, green camo. It was like a dark, blacky blue, but it went down well. Yeah. Feedback was okay. But yeah, no, I, um, bit risky, but obviously you don't take a yeah, risk. Yeah, you got to push the boat out. If you don't, I always say you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle. So I don't want to be like everyone else. But yeah, no, very um, different sort of. I'm caught between a few different things. Get a man who can do both. Yeah, mate. You know, if he was a tracksuit, yes. black tie, mate. So you got Whatever it, all. it may be. Yeah, I like it a little bit different. <laughs> how did you? How did you come up with? I mean, you've always had quite a good selection of, yes. of, of shorts. How did you come up with the Macrola here? The the MCR. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Do you know what? Right, I was um, honestly, it was. I'm not the brightest, but this was me. <laughs> no, oh <my laughs> uh, so I think what I'd. Um, I'm a proud, proud man. Yeah. You know, and then um, it was before the Ricky Burns fight and everything had happened at the arena, that horrible night at the arena. And I was just, you know, you, you see an MCR everywhere. And I stuck, like, obviously, crawler on the front, and I thought, if I stick an M there, I've got MCR. <laughs> and... Um, and that was it. That was like that's and then it became your rapid Manchester. Yeah, all the time. It all the time, and I'm pretty fortunate with the surname because then when I fought out in LA, I'm a right cringe. I'm just thinking that <laughs> LA, LA was at the end of the end. Oh we, we, wow! Yes, <laughs> mate. That's it. So um, that's what we went with. But yeah, the the MCR like was dead proud. Cause yeah. Obviously, Manchester. It, it means like you say, I'm I couldn't be couldn't be a prouder man, honestly. So it just worked well. It just worked well, but it was just me being me being sharp for once in my life. Yeah. If you could give any advice to some some of the younger boxers yeah. out there, I know you're working with them already. Yeah. What would it be? I think from a training point of view, it's always I'm just, just keep drilling the basics. Keep drill. You never get too good or too old, too smart to keep going over the basics. But um, as a fighter, turning professional, you've You've got to be prepared for some ups and downs and it's not going to be plain sailing. Like I say it to so many fighters turning professional, it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you to be a professional boxer for the first few years of your career, apart from a very small percentage. For sure. So don't think it's like signing a contract for, you know, a premiership footballer. It's absolutely nothing. Like, I mean, you've seen it cost all. You, yeah. mate, it costs you. I tell people like the two fighters who are trained now, they're, they work as well. And 
I won't let him give up. I wouldn't let him give up their job because then you start becoming relying on things. And I know in time, hopefully it works out. They move up a level. I know they'd have to, but it costs you to be a professional boxer nine times out of 10 starting off. Absolutely. Talking of up and coming fighters, who's who's the next one to watch in boxing now? In boxing, in world boxing, on. I'm excited about Devin Ina. Yeah. No, I'm excited about Devin Ina. Um, I think as an in the heavyweight division, we've got Daniel Dubois. Yeah. That's exciting. It's in it's in a great place. Listen, I think in sort of Manchester lads, there's so many we could name. Obviously, you know. Selfa Barrett, I'm a big fan of as well. It's it's just there's there's the there's the Olympians and there's a, there's a, a new crop of Olympians yeah. coming through next year. Um, it's there's so there's so I could be here all day, you know. <laughs> sort of just starting off. We've got Joe Cardina weekend, of course. Big fan, big fan. It's um, I think what I do believe is boxing, British boxing is in a better place than it's ever been before. Fighters coming through, right through, through from grassroots level. The lads who are doing well at the amateur in the amateurs. Um, yeah, I think it's in the best place it's been. Is there one thing that you you want to be remembered for? One thing, there's. Oh, I think you know. I let everyone have their own opinion, but I just want them to be. I just want to be remembered. You know, people ask me that as, as a lad, just sort of. I love who got the very best out of what he had. I always say I'm not the most talented. Never was, but I got the best out of what I had through working hard. And hopefully that can be, you know, an example or an inspiration to a lot of other fighters. There was, there's been plenty more talented fighters than what I have who haven't achieved what I have. So we're going to do some quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. First off, favourite meal? Favourite meal, um, lobster ravioli. Oh, so, yeah. Russell's my favourite restaurant around there. <laughs> okay, favourite aftershave? Gonna be really original and say Creed. Solid. <laughs> Favorite musical album? The Black Album. Solid. The Black Album. Yeah. Best role model? My granddad was. My granddad yeah. was. No longer here, but my granddad's favorite. Yeah. And favorite career moment? Achieving my dreams, winning a world title. Solid. Anthony, thanks for coming down. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. This has been Let's Talk Man. Make sure you subscribe on your app of choice if you've liked it. See you next week. <laughs>